Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Raptors. Let's get a crack it. Presented by Flex Car. Let's go. Season four. Time fly, man. Let's talk a little basketball here. Yes. You know, there's a lot to do here. Yet you still have this mindset. I like winning. Are you rubbing that in? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it was a damn parade around there. It's a brotherhood. That's how you're going to be able to be successful. You know, there's no culture like the Boston Celtics culture. What's up, everyone? This is Mark D'Amico. I just want to say thank you for giving us a listen or a watch. And please do not forget to rate, subscribe, or review us. We appreciate you giving us a listen. And here's the next episode of View from the Raptors behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics. Presented by Flexcar. All right, Abby, season four of You from the Raptors. Let's can you, go. Can you believe that we are here? I do. Season four. All right, we're opening up episode one. This is presented by Flexcar. We got Drew Holiday, New Boston Celtics point guard, one. shooting guard, uh, big man defender in the paint. What do we, I don't know what we even call you, but Swiss Army knife that you're playing for this sure. team. I'm cool with that. Um, a couple months in now at this point, are you comfortable living in Boston, settling in? Yeah, Boston was a a pretty easy transition. You know, there's a lot to do here. Uh, There's a lot to do. Where I was previously, it was a little slower, (laughs) you know, real woodsy, which I know it can get woodsy out here too. But uh, great food, great Italian food, sushi. So I'm I'm in a happy place. What's the the go-to food? You know, here it's been ramen. Ramen. Yes. It's a ramen spot. I did not Her? expect that. I, I thought know. I thought I was gonna hear I seafood or Italian. Too. I had it yesterday on the way home from uh the game, so And you've been going to that quite a bit? Yeah, it's close to the house. True. Right. Yeah. Here we go. I heard from a teammate that you can eat. I like to eat. A particular like a teammate whose initials are JT. Yeah. I mean I told him that. <laughs> I told him I was a fat boy at heart, which I don't I, I don't hide that. I uh I know I like to eat. Is that How do you like, stay like I know, this, though? Exactly. I like to work out, too. <laughs> All right. Okay. I wish it I was that everything. easy for me. I do everything. I play one through five. I just I'm going against big guys and then just... You just go big guarding, all around. Guarding, guarding the quick, yeah, guarding the quick ones. Yeah. It, what's your favorite food? And what's your favorite, like, cheat day meal? If you're going to go... Which we were just way, talking about it. We were just talking, about, talking about it before it the cameras went live. Yeah, we were just talking about cheese. Drew wants a, a burger. You throw some yeah, bacon, wanted, some mushrooms on there. I wanted a good burger. And just because, you know, you... I've been eating pretty healthy lately, and sometimes you just want something, you know what I mean? Greasy. But, uh, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, but uh, burger and fries would be great. But um, my favorite food, I'm not sure I can do a favorite. I love chicken. I love uh, Mexican food. I love sushi. I love Japanese food. But I love, like, soups, too, like ramen. I love pho. I'm f- I'm just a I'm just I like to eat. The list goes on. Yeah, 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 I like to eat. Deceptively yeah. high calorie count yeah. Yeah, in yeah. those soups, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a lookout. Again, I run them off, so it yeah, it, yeah. it but, works. I mean, that's your job is to yeah. run it off. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a couple months in, we got the food out of the way. Let's talk a little basketball here. <laughs> um, 
what's what's the adjustment been like to to playing with Jason and Jalen and um, Abby and I have been talking about you played with a long list of stars and superstars throughout your career. These guys are a little bit different than yeah. maybe some of those other guys you've been with. So yeah. what's the process been of, of kind of acclimating yourself with them? You know, um, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a challenge. I think my, uh, my responsibilities here are a bit different than on yeah. other teams where like in Milwaukee, I had to score um, and defend the best player almost every night. But those two consistents were something that I knew I was going to do. And here it's like, for defenders, who do you who do you want to guard? You want me? You want D. White? You want Jalen? Um, you want poison. you want P picking up full court? Uh, it's not just me doing all of it, which is uh, which is great. I feel like kind of sharing the load is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then scoring wise, you know, JT and JB are the the load of the scoring, but the playmaking is also them um, getting used to uh, spot spot up uh, threes and and shots like that. So. Um, it's been it's been an adjustment, but it's been really really fun. How difficult is that mental shift? Um, I think with the team that we have, it's not that difficult. Um, and maybe just for me because I've never uh, thought that my value was just scoring. I Absolutely. thought that I affect the game in a lot of different ways. So if I don't score, and I I can still affect the game, I I feel good about that. That that makes me feel fulfilled uh, essentially. So. Um, it's been, again, it's been an adjustment, but I think just getting used to, um, even sometimes down the stretch, knowing like I might not be setting up uh, the offense for what guys need to do, or I might not be on the best guard playing uh, playing defense or whatever, because we have just as as much talent on our team or somebody who can do it as well, and if not better than I can. So it's been, um, again, it's been it's been fun, and just goes to show like how we'll put together and how talented our team is. Is that a relief? Oh, yeah. Almost? Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, again, I'm 33. I'm getting to my fourth. I'm, I know. I make myself sound old. No, trust me. I'm older. I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> into my 14th year. So it's uh, it's definitely a relief knowing that, like, well, for one, not only the league, but, like, our team is in a good place of uh, just having a good balance of, like, really good offense and really good defense. And I feel like sometimes in the NBA that can um, get lost or like some teams you might see they're young and they're learning and how they play basketball could be a lot different. And then defensively, I, I know I hear it all the time from fans like NBA is getting softer. They don't play defense like that. But I don't think that that's true. I feel like especially the Celtics, we uh, we lock up and we like to score too. It's also a note, it's tough to play defense with the rules now. Right? Like I mean, it's, yeah. it's different than it was 10, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hand checks, uh, is, it definitely favors the the offensive player. But that's also a part of the challenge, too. Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, like finding ways around um, having an advantage defensively or taking that advantage away from the offensive player. Um, just a mind game within a game. So. You got some of the quickest hands that I've ever seen on defense. Thanks, I mean, I feel like that's one of the thing, things that helps you still defend at a high level, even though you can't hand check, because I've seen you swipe so many balls, and we're only like 15, 20 games <laughs> into the season. You're, I've seen you knock so many balls loose from guards to big men. Yeah. I mean, Is that natural? Is that something you can um, practice and work on? It's definitely something you can practice and work on in any of your training, but I think some of it, too, is just timing and... Uh, Knowing personnel, knowing what people like to do, how they like to dribble, if they 
their weaker ball handler going to the right or the left, um, knowing that like when a guy likes to cross over right to left and kind of reading that and shooting it and, and beating him to the spot. Um, and then just being handsy. There's definitely trial and error where kind of what I do now and I sw get, like, get that swipe. I used to be called for a, for a foul for that. And there was a couple times I'm like, I would go to the ref and I would tell him, like, go at, at halftime and see if go it was really that. a foul. And, and they'd be like, you know what, it wasn't a foul. And be like, all right, thank you. Yeah. So really like, just – have you seen these hands? <laughs> I don't foul with these just, hands. Just trial and error. Um, yeah, and then really just, again, thinking the game, thinking personnel, depending on who you're playing. Clearly – you know your personnel. And mm. now going from KYT. the Western Conference KYT. being KYT. in the East. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Joe has talked about it a little bit, and so have you. How is the coaching staff utilizing that knowledge, and, and how much how empowering is that for you? Yeah, they give us the, um, the power to make in-game adjustments. Um, they, give it, they empower us to come to the coaching staff and talk about what we see uh, during the game. Joe, the last two games that I haven't played, just come up to him and be like, what do you see? Like, what, what do you see? And then did he use it? Darren, uh, yeah, yeah, which I mean, some, you know, the Orlando game, it was just about uh, transition. Uh, a lot of things that we need, I felt like we needed to do, which offensive rebound, which helps us in transition because mm -hmm. we get extra shots. Um, and then last game was a pretty good game. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he does use it. Sometimes he'll disagree, which is, I think, completely fine. Um, but I just think having that open communication and being able to say, like, yeah, I, I value your opinion. Mm -hmm. I value what, how you think the game and, and bringing something different or new um, means a lot. Are you interested in coaching in the future? No, I wasn't. Not not here, not at this level, uh, or even college. I thought maybe high school, especially uh, younger guys, where we can really get into the fundamentals of basketball. We can get into, like, moving without the ball, more of like a motion style where – <clears throat> most guys in the NBA aren't going to be JT and JB. Where they get to dance and, and do the oohs and ahs, they're going to be kind of not filling guys, but, but connective guys, guys that are running the lane, moving without the ball, making the game easier for the superstars. Um, and I feel like that kind of starts at a young age. Uh, I see a lot now where guys are working on getting to their bag and doing all that at a young age, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But the 30 footers, I mean, how often are you going to be shooting like shots like Trey yeah. Young is shooting or who is going to be doing that? Like, mm -hmm. I've probably done it a couple of times because I've had to. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just and, like in the flow of the game. It's right. Like right. And, but not just, I mean, <laughs> shooting it from 35 feet, doing like the, the, the Dame time. Logo. You know I was going to say logo. Yeah, yeah logo <laughs> Dame. Yeah. So I feel like there's a select few. There's like a 1% that'll get a chance to do that. But. Are we really thinking the game? Or can we be versatile as basketball players? And where does that start? Uh, I think it kind of starts at a, at a younger, younger age, um, being able to get the fundamentals down. So I love hearing you talk about that, though, because what you're talking about teaching guys is essentially like what you've embodied since you came into the league, and especially what you're embodying since you came here, right? Yeah. Like, it stands out to me that you're that kind of guy who – you don't really care what the coach is asking you to do. You're just going to go do that to the best of your ability. Your and job, hopefully yeah. it's going to help the team win, right? Like, you've had to guard yeah. Julius Randle, Cat, yeah. Joel Embiid, mm -hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, yeah. these are some of the best bigs in the NBA. Yeah. You're a guard. But right. you don't care. Like, right. that's what's going to help the team win. So where does that come from? Like, when did that start to show up in your, your basketball 
um, mind? Uh, you know, I think it's always been there. I think there was a, I mean, there was this thing of obviously growing up being one of the better players. Um, but I always thought winning was fun. You know, it's better I, than scoring 30 every night. Uh, yeah. I, that just That's wasn't, what I love about the, you, yeah, that wasn't, it. that wasn't my personality ever. I was the type that was like, people always told me I had to shoot more. Mm-hmm. You got to shoot more. Why are you passing so much? You got to shoot more. So I just think my personality was more on the side of literally, I want to see everybody get a piece. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see everybody kind of maximize their game. And when, you know, when everybody kind of gets a feel, it may, it, everybody's happy, mm-hmm. you know, um, Nobody's disgruntled, which I know it's not perfect that way every time. But I've just always been that type of person. So when it came to doing that, it was it, it was easy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, I think the part that gets tricky in the league, and this is a completely different conversation. That's okay. Let's go. <clears throat> is when the money comes into play. Mm-hmm. So you that's, think that's that the a guys, really good point. People we, don't talk about that enough. When the guys who get paid big, they usually are the scorers. Mm-hmm. They usually, um, they I mean, they usually score thirty. The faces they of can the franchise. Do Th- thank you. Which which I think the NBA and NBPA have done a have done a good job of kind of balancing that mm-hmm. out a little bit. Three and D guys and yep. stuff like that. But I feel like for the most part, that's kind of where that competitive nature comes in, and it's like, well. I have to score more so that my value goes up. Yep. But in reality, I've made a lot of my career off of playing defense and just hounding people on defense from when I first – that's mm-hmm. how I got on the court was playing defense. So I, I do think that you can make a great living in basketball um, focusing on defense and, and even though you have the offensive abilities, um, really locking into defense. But not only that, man, just whatever your team needs to do. I've, I've been focusing more on offensive rebounding. And career high rebounding numbers right now. Right. Like and by far. I've never had to. Because that's what the team needs. Right. right. And I came into the league where it was like bigs get rebounds. And if you stole a rebound from a big, mm. I was getting yelled at. <laughs> yep. True. Yeah. My, yeah. My big man was on me. Elton Brand was like, nah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, uh, but now it's, it's something that our, our team needs. And again, why not be me? Yeah. I'm, I'm out here running around anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I might as well go in there and try to get as many it's as like I can. keeping things fresh for you. But yeah. you're accentuating my point here because I wasn't going to bring it up, but you're one of the higher paid players on this team mm-hmm. in the league, yet you still have this mindset. Like that, that has always stood out to me about you. You just want to do what is going to help the team win no Man, matter how much money you're making. I like winning. And that's it another thing. It sounds like you love winning. I, I, I do. I do. I have a very competitive family. Uh, I'm married in, into Let's competition. Say, yes. Let's dive <laughs> I'm married, into this. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I'm married into competition. I got two brothers in the league. My sister played basketball uh, until uh, up until college. Both of my parents played sports, played basketball in college. I got cousins and aunties that played at Texas A&M and Oregon State and, and did all that. So it was like growing up to this day, we still have competitions. If it's volleyball, if it's kickball, if it's pickleball, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, so winning's fun, and sometimes I think you just kind of realize 
Like I'm not going to be, or I'm not going to win the way I want to win every time. Mm -hmm. And I think for guys that really want to win, they might have to accept that. It's like, if you really want to win, it's not always going to be on your terms or the way you actually see it. Like, and that's a part of sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's a part of sacrifice. Something that, you know, from now winning a championship and it's something I feel like sacrifice is a word that's thrown around in the NBA so much, but Mm -hmm. to actually live it and embody it, how, difficult is that and how difficult is it to communicate that to others and right. to actually get everyone to buy in and, and believe that understand it and and live it yeah i think there's a maybe just a period of um of adjustment you know where mm-hmm. you kind of have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and be like all right do i really want to win and will i do everything it takes to win um because the way that you like to do things is comfortable I think kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that are asked of you, even though you you don't think that this is the way uh, or you've never seen winning this way. Uh, maybe for this team, somebody else has a different perspective. It's like, well, if we're going to be a good team, I actually need you to do this. And I think that's just a part of looking in the mirror, part of uh, you like kind of finding your niche. But knowing that, like, one, I like to I like playing in this league. I like being here. I like hanging out in the locker rooms. I like doing stuff like this. So um, sometimes the not even I don't want to say stick around, but to play in the league for 14, 15 years, like you'll be asked to do a lot of different things. So there's some people who didn't make that adjustment. Right. Yeah. And they didn't stay in the league. Yeah. It happens. That's what Joe talks about when he says open mind, keeping an open mind to coaching and and what the team is asking of you to do. But I do want to dive deeper into, you mentioned your wife, Lauren, (laughs) (laughs) soccer superstar. Um, What is it like? I mean, she's got what? Two gold medals. Two gold medals. Are you you rubbing that in? Who's, yeah. Two to one. Who's the most athletic person in your family? Um, Is she? I've always heard pound for pound it was my wife. Um, What do you mean her? From who? From her? Nah, because, you know, we trained together. Um, we had some of the same trainers. We pretty much do everything together. So That's awesome. Uh, a lot of it would be like pound for pound her. I'd probably agree. Um, <laughs> That's the smart you decision. Say, right, you say right, that begrudgingly, right, right. yeah. Nah, yeah, we, um, especially like in the beginning for us, I mean, we couldn't play Uno. We couldn't play Phase 10. We had to be on the same team when we, when we did things. But even times like we played Spades and we're on the same team. And let's say like, I'm having a great, great, I mean, a great game. And my wife is the one who's actually messing up. But the one thing I do wrong, she's on me. <laughs> and I'm like, I've this been so like nice. Right. I've been so nice to you because, like, you've also been messing up way more than I have. But you want to, like, get after me after one thing. But that's honestly, that's her. That's her, especially when it comes to me. Abby, is that not? That the, sounds fun. Is that Absolutely, that is, right there? yeah, that's her right. Yeah, but yeah, she's a she's a beast. She's, I mean, and those are just like the big things. She was MVP of the uh, NWSL. She won two championships in the NWSL. Um, she was Player of the Year, I think, in 2011. Um, no, she's amazing. She went to the Final Four all four years in college. She's that's crazy. in the Hall of Fame for uh, the national team and at UCLA. So, like, I'm I'm playing a lot of catch-up, but I've been there for quite a bit of it. And I think yeah. that's been really cool to experience and, like, like really just be a fan of hers and, and just kind of be all of her. So, oh, it's cool. That makes me smile. Have you seen that play out in your kids at all yet? Because my, do- what, my oldest daughter, yes, is not competitive at all, and it drives me crazy. 
My daughter is competitive. So I was gonna say, uh, the reading your face, I think it's like overdrive, proudly. Yeah, I think my daughter is a lot. My daughter is a mix of me and my wife, but a lot of my wife. Where she does not like losing. She can kind of rub it in your face too. My wife's mm. a bad winner and a bad loser. <laughs> um, she tell you. And then uh, my son is the same. My son is the same. He's a competitor too. Where they'll be running. I don't from here to the door, and JT would be like. JT's your daughter. JT's my daughter. Hendry's my son. He'd be like, I win. He should be like, no, I won. And it's like, my daughter's seven. And Hendrix is three. Like, she she's smoking him. So like, no, <laughs> yes. I win. And then they go back and forth. He starts to cry. And I'm yeah. like, all right, bro, you lost. But like, all right, let's just say we both won. We both won. <laughs> but after a while, I'm like, no, dude, you lost. Like, you're going to have to learn to you lose sometimes. You have to work sometimes. harder. Yeah. But, yeah. but at some point. He's gonna cross to the it, other it side. Is. He's so gonna let, start let her have her. Yeah, let her have her her time now. I mean, you never know. My sister was a beast too. So we uh we got into it a lot. Did you but know you were coming into a place with so many Hendrixes? I did not. I thought that. I mean, up until here, I'd I'd never met a Hendrix under. Really. I mean, what under twenty? Yeah. So to be twenty five. Just to clarify, your son is Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Derek White. His mm-hmm. eldest son is Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Phil Pressy, the new assistant coach, has mm-hmm. a son named Hendrix. And then... And we just lost one. Rob, we just yeah. lost one. Yeah, Rob Williams yeah. had a son named Hendrix. I just want to say, my son is the oldest. <laughs> For the <laughs> record. Yeah. You were first. I was, yeah, I, I, I was first. Uh, not that I'm competitive at all. But <laughs> but no, nah, I think Hendrix is a cool name. Yeah, um, where did it come from for you guys? Uh, So, we were actually going to name him something else. There was this you, little, can you reveal it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this little boy... Um. Just randomly, I think we're in Kansas City where my wife was playing soccer. And there's this little boy, uh, his name was Riot. And I'm like, and he just, I mean, I loved him. He was fun to play with. <laughs> we were playing outside. We were playing in the pool. We were doing everything. I'm like, when I have a son, I'm going to yeah. name him Riot. So in the bubble, um, I think my wife might have been like six months pregnant or whatever wow. when, when I went to the, I know. Crazy stuff happens when my wife is pregnant. So that's, that's the last time she was pregnant. She's going to be pregnant. Uh, so uh, my, I'm like, yeah, right. It was pretty much set. And my wife's like, what about Hendrix? And I was like, dang, that's a cool name. <laughs> that's a cool name. So then we ended up not deciding yet. And we went to, uh, after Hendrix was born, the nurse came in. And she's like, all right, you need to know a name. And my wife was like, what name do you like better? She was like, Hendrix. I was like, all right. Love it. I, got, I haven't told you this. So I just had my gender reveal the other day on oh, Thanksgiving uh, with my yeah. wife. But prior to that, thank you. We didn't know, obviously, if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And she just randomly threw out. She was like, what about if it was a boy, Hendrix? And I was like, no, like, it can't happen. Oh, like, come it's on. A name. Why it's a great name. It's a great name. I just feel like, you know, number four on the is team. It with the, is it with the X or is it with the CK? I think it would have been with an X. With the X, like Jimmy, yeah. Um, is yours with a CK? We don't have to worry no, about that. That's with the X. And is we it confusing with JT and JT? Your daughter and JT, now that you hear JT so much around? <laughs> no, never that. Uh, I think my daughter, I call her, she has a, I have a million names for her. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my son has JT shoes and it says JT on the shoe. So for the longest time, matter of fact, they came to the game, the Milwaukee game, had the shoes on yeah. and saw J, JT or whatever. And my son's like, no, these are my, these are my sister's shoes. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. yeah so those are, <laughs> do you sorry, let her sorry have, JT. Yeah. Do you let her have it? Uh, yeah. He didn't argue. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. He's argue. a dad. I didn't. I didn't argue. No, not not with her. And she's a lot like her mama. So arguing with her is. 
it's a lose lose situation. Not the best use of your time (laughs) or energy. Right, right. She's gonna, yeah. FlexCar is the best way to have the car you want for less. They have a huge selection of cars, and all of their mileage packages can be changed at any time, so you're never paying for more than you generally use. So, what exactly is a car subscription? Think of it like any other service you pay for monthly, except for FlexCar gives you the freedom to have the car you want for as long as you want. With one monthly payment, you've got a great ride. It includes insurance, routine maintenance, and 24-7 roadside assistance. One bill, no stress. And you can cancel, change plans, or swap cars anytime you want. It's actually a no-brainer. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's dive into that game. Because I want to ask you about that experience of you win a title with Milwaukee a couple years ago. Now all of a sudden you're on, I mean, borderline the arch rival during your time in Milwaukee? I mean, even before I came. Before I came, I think uh, the Celtics beat Milwaukee. Some crazy series. Seven-game series. Yeah, I mean, there was some nuts stuff that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that. So, so yeah, there definitely was this beef. There was a lot of beef. Did you feel it? Um, when I first, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was two top dogs in the East. Yeah. Like, like the two top teams every year. And they year were you, both, like, rising, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they were both yeah. trying to get there. Yeah, and it was um. Unfortunately, you got there instead of us, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys got there the year after us. Yeah. Just, yeah. just couldn't finish it, but um, hopefully we get there again. Yes, let's hopefully go. We get That's there what again. we want. But it was, it was definitely a fun rivalry. I remember going up against JB, and I'm like, Man, this dude's good. Because he was kind of like my my matchup. Um, strong player, super athletic. Um, and every time, like, one of the first players of the game, he would just hit me. Like, <laughs> hit me in the chest or hit me somewhere. And I'm like, are you good? To send a message? Right, yeah. right. Like, are you, are you straight? Every game, every game he would do it. And I'm like, I like that. Because, like, a lot of guys can tend to back down when I'm yep. guarding them. And JB is just not that type of person. To, did you to guys talk down, about so. that when you got here? I was nah, like, he nah, did nah, that nah, to nah. the first practice too, nah. didn't he? One yeah, of those yeah. first two practices. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's that competitive nature that I feel that makes everyone better, but especially the the person you're going up against um, makes them better and even more connected. Because I'm at this point, I'm like, if you're going to do this against me, I know you're doing it against mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know. But uh, nah, I don't think I've ever talked to him about that. You got to bring that up. I, pro- I probably should. Uh, what was that game like, though? I mean, now you're on the flip side. Mm-hmm. You're with the Celtics. You're trying to take down the guys that you won the championship <coughs> with. What, uh, what was that like the first time getting out there? Uh, we're recording this in late late November, right. uh, so this was recent. But right. what was that like? Nah, it was um, it was fun, and we got the win. Yeah. Uh, you tried to downplay it, though. No, nah, I think everybody just turned like hypes it up. I think everybody hypes it up. Uh, literally for you me. Do you feel it as job. much as we feel it? I, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think, I think, that's, I think that's part of the so job. It's so strange it, to it me. Is. I really think y'all feel it more than I do. Like, really? I am super close to them. And so just seeing them makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Your but, friends. That was clear. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we you were in the locker super, room before yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, we were and, super yeah. close. And that's enough. But in practice, I still wanted to beat them. Mm-hmm. 
any type of game that we played, I still wanted to win. When we played wiffle ball or when we played like pickleball, like I still wanted to beat them. Sound so like, like your daughter right now. Look, I sound like my <laughs> my, like my household. <laughs> so like going up against them, it was fun to see them and it was fun to do all that. But like when it comes to the court, I'm trying to win. So I also get excited about playing against or even like guarding them, the guys that like I know their game, mm-hmm. like front and back, better yeah. than anyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. I feel like not that I have the advantage, but I have the advantage. Yeah. Like I, I was literally in the locker room with y'all not that long ago. Right. So I, I think, um, and again, maybe I'm just different in that way. I know a, a lot of other people would have been like revenge game and all that. Like, yeah, I wanted to beat them, and also wanted to beat them because they're a top team in the mm-hmm. East. But like, yeah, I wanted to beat them because that's your natural. Instinct. It's my natural instinct, and because they're my friends. I like beating my friends. I have two brothers in the league, and a and wife. You love to beat and them, and I love to beat them. Yeah. It, 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 I feel like that's what makes me happy. So, um, but yeah, the hype around it for me is just too much. That makes me uncomfortable because it's like maybe they want me to be angry about it or something like that. And it's like, nah, I haven't. I was never angry about that's the trade. I've nature. been, yeah, yeah, I've been traded before. I've been, I've been traded without knowing before. Mm-hmm. Um, but beating them and kind of setting the tone and like letting them know, like, yeah, we here. I, I I like that. So, and defending Giannis, like, did yeah. did, did you request this or did yeah, Joe I'm assign okay. this? Uh, you know, I don't remember. But I think it was kind of like when they told me I was, I was like, fucking right. Excuse yeah, me. that's like, all right. Yeah. We're like, good. Right. We're on YouTube. We can edits. say whatever yeah, we want. We can edit. Yeah. I was like, right, as I, as I should be. But um. But again, I, it's not like the first time I've guarded Giannis. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a. But I think kind of at this level, we're like, like that's like my that's my man's. It's uh, it just makes it more fun. I feel like it's because I, I know he's gonna come at me the same mm-hmm. way. Like I know he's gonna compete against me the same way. So I like he also knows that about me. So it's it's I don't know. That's what makes this league fun is like the talent, the brotherhood, um, and really just going out and competing like that. So. Are, is Giannis a better loser than your wife? Uh, Are you a better winner than your wife? Like, did you let him know? Because you talked to everybody for a while after the game, too. <laughs> um, no, nah, I didn't rub it in their face. You know, we still have, what, three other times we yeah. to play. And then the playoffs. Yeah, probably and then, a playoff yeah, matchup. Yeah, 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 see what I'm saying? We, we so can only like, hope. Yeah, yeah. So, um, nah, I know there's a lot more games and, and, and all that, but it was good to see them and, like, see how they doing, see how their family is doing. Because, again, our families were close. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We have kids around the same age. Our wives and girlfriends are close and everything. So talking to them about that. But um, in between them lines, uh, once it – I mean, first quarter, 0-0, zero, zero, we got beef. <laughs> Drew, back to the superstar conversation. You played with Giannis, Anthony Davis, and then, I mean, the Olympic experience. Mm-hmm. What sets those guys apart? Um, I do think it's talent, but I think it's mindset. I think uh, – I think their approach to the game, um, kind of how they study the game, how they work, um, sometimes. But they all work in different ways. Like Giannis is going 150 miles an hour every time he works out. And then you might have guys like JT who like slows down. You can see in his brain how he slows down when he works and gets to a spot and gets to the fade and nobody could touch his fade. So like he's not worried about anything. He's not worried about the defender. He's just worried about like getting the feel and, and doing all that. Um, so there are like different aspects in that way. It's funny to see how different superstars um, 
become superstars different different type of ways. I wouldn't say there's like one formula for it. Are there similarities though? It just uh, I think it's, it's the, the I think it's the yeah, I think it's the mindset and the competition. Like I think it's uh knowing that like or having that in your brain like I'm the best and I'm the best to do it. So. Don't you all think that? Everybody out on <laughs> an do, NBA court. I do, but there's also this uh pressure. Like it also depends on how you handle the pressure and how you perform under pressure. Uh I think uh sometimes that separates like the goods from the greats. Mm-hmm. Like if you can do it in game seven and you have 50 points like you handle the pressure really well um, jason tatum you handle the pressure. <laughs> you handle it you, handle the pressure. you pass yeah. this test you pass the test uh i feel like yeah sometimes guys might get the opportunity and maybe you can see them glimpses but i think to consistently do that and that's a big part for me too is consistently uh consistency like when people are watching and when they're not watching so Coming in today, getting ice, getting treatment, being the last one in here to work on my body because I know I got a big game tomorrow and I am have to might have to play 35, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Um, not just, uh, I mean, half-assing it, like not, not really taking this seriously. And even though you might have other obligations that you want to do outside of basketball, like putting this first and, and making sure that, like, mentally and physically I'm right for what I have to do. Because, again, those type of guys have so much pressure on them. And I would – I don't know how I would be able to handle that type of pressure. Being the best scorer on a team or the best player on a team where I have to score and play make and even sometimes defend. And then outside of basketball I have obligations where if it's with Nike, Jordan – to the community, to my family. New how do balance. I split time and do I have all to that? Say New Balance, one right, right. New ba- <laughs> Yeah. How, how do how do I split time and 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 do all that? So again, I feel like there's a lot that that goes into it. On top of that, fans. Yep. If you have one Non-stop, bad game, right? Yeah. If you have one bad game, it could be it could be harsh. But then also you have good games like they're praising you. Mm-hmm. Like how do you find the balance of all right? I'm I'm here. Like I'm never too high or too low. So. Abby touched on the Olympics. I got to dive into this. First thing that I want to ask you is just what is it like playing in the Olympics? Yeah, I think every little boy or girl yeah. growing up, like that's just something that they would love to do uh, if they're involved in athletics. Yeah. What is that experience like? It was cool. Um, I didn't get the full experience just because it was like the COVID yeah. year. Um, that's my follow-up. <laughs> so hopefully, I mean, hopefully I get another chance and we'll see kind of how the season goes and, and all that. But uh I think the experience was cool, and I was glad I, I got a chance to represent my country, especially because I've seen. I say, I heard your wife kind of pushed you into other it. Other people in my family uh, <laughs> represent our country. Yeah, she she definitely had a little like, nudge, like like you better do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I mean, again, I was going through the playoffs, and I'm like, I'm already extremely tired. I'm picking up <laughs> 94 feet from game yeah. one of uh, the first series. All the way through. Because and just to remind everyone. You had a larger scoring role yes. with yeah, that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I, this was the championship year yeah. because the 2020 Olympics got pushed back pushed to 2021 yeah. because of COVID. So this yeah. is coming off of a finals run yeah. and winning a championship. So yeah, Drew, so Drew had a lot on his body Even two days time. later. Yeah, even, I mean, we had nuts. the – we had the um, Flying across the globe two yeah, days later. Yeah, yeah. we Tokyo, had the, yeah. literally, yeah. Uh, but we had the parade, and then I think the next day, me and K-Mir had to leave. <laughs> So it was like, 
I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would imagine you yeah. slept pretty well on yeah. that flight. Oh, yeah. I slept the whole way. And then when I got there, just because the time difference and everything. Yeah. But I think the experience was awesome. Um, being able to see different countries uh, or different teams from different countries, the players, the different type of basketball that they play, um, even kind of like the fandom, like after the games, you see them walking up to like JT mm-hmm. or Kevin Durant and like they want their jersey or want them to sign their jersey and stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like I usually get jerseys from them because like they're my friends. Yeah. And I want to put up the jerseys that like to to the people that I'm close with. Like mm-hmm. I, that's usually why I get a jersey. But it's kind of like a fan playing against like, the best player in the world. Yeah. So you're Some saying the country. guys on the other teams. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I think we played against Iran. Like, we played mm-hmm. against Iran, and it was, like, after the game, you saw him come up and, like, dap up Dane and, like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. Can you sign yeah. this for me? Oh, wow. like, They're like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Right, right, right. But they just played against we, him. Yeah, right, we're on yeah. the same floor. And I'm like... Yeah, we're kind of at the not the I mean not the same level maybe not basketball wise but like we we're both competing. made it to the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool to see. That was cool to see. Cool how, how wild was the experience having it be a year or so after COVID mm-hmm. came around because mm-hmm. things were not normal at that time. Still, normal. I mean, so what what was your experience? Any like crazy stories that you can tell us about? Um, we just couldn't. What that was like? You mean at the Olympics? We yeah, just couldn't do yeah. anything. We were locked oh, in a yeah. hotel. Uh, and not if on we, the cruise ship, though, like in no, Rio, no, no, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know how I would have done with that. I don't, I don't know how that, that would have done it. But I think uh, I think just you're kind of in your hotel. You can kind of go out and explore. And Japan would have been a place for me since I'm mm-hmm. a foodie. I would have loved to get some. And the ramen. The ramen, the soba. I can't imagine uh, how much sushi you sushi. order in one <laughs> sitting. But when I first got here, because I was staying at the, the Four Seasons. Um, Downtown. That has the... Zuma? Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zuma? It is in there. <laughs> you were all over? Second floor, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was. It, Japan was a cool experience. So I'd you like didn't to get to do more. anything? No, not wow. really. Wow. Not really. I mean, we Just hung out. Basketball. We hung out. We had kind of like a little space like this. Yeah. Play cards, video games. It sounds like you can uh, sleep. the bubble. Sleep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was similar to the bubble. Yeah. And I think Japan was like still more strict than America was. Yeah. Like really, really strict. So, And then we. Fans weren't really allowed. It was more so the people working mm-hmm. or other teams. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That's yeah. crazy. Um, it is the holiday season. It is. That's um, what I hear. And I know I do want to talk a little bit about, first of all, tell us about the JLH mm-hmm. that came out of the bubble and all mm-hmm. of that and, and how you and Lauren chose to, where you chose to focus all of your energy. Yeah. Um, so in the bubble, obviously during COVID, there was a lot of, businesses going under or not being able to stay afloat and it was hard for me to go to the bubble because one um i saw people that look like me and not only just people that look like me but kind of the world around us kind of looked like it felt like it was crumbling and then um my wife was what five or six months pregnant so i'm like am i really do i really want to go yeah. leave my pregnant wife who already had we already had another my daughter's, little one to take care of yeah my daughter's four yeah. um I think four at the time. It's a lot just to throw on her. And I felt like I was, I don't know, it didn't sit right. So uh, my wife and I are just in bed. And we had just been talking more and more if I was, like, going back and forth if I was going to go. She was like, yeah, why don't you just give your salary? And I'm like, all right, we'll be fine. Like, I've saved up enough money because I thought she meant, like, my full year salary. (laughs) And at the time, I was getting paid 
Not as much as I'm gonna pay now, but yeah. still quite a yep. bit. I'm like, yeah, it would be fine. Just and she's like, no, I just mean these last <laughs> five months or whatever it is. I'm like, all right, cool. So we ended up uh, we ended up doing that, and we gave to black and brown owned businesses and nonprofits. Um, and the cities that we chose were the ones that were close to our heart. So Indianapolis, where my wife is from. Um, there's New Orleans, where I was at the mm-hmm. time. Um, uh, L.A., where I'm from. Uh, so those are the first three cities that we had done. Once I went to Milwaukee, we included Milwaukee as well. And then we might have a plan for Boston. Awesome. But, you know, I got to get here and get acclimated and yeah. get used to all this. Now you're but, only uh, a couple months in. You know what I'm get, saying? Get your yeah, feet yeah, wet yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And, Give me some time. But yeah. it, it um, it's uh, it's been very, very rewarding to see, like, I think people put your money where your mouth is, but you see these these businesses and nonprofits, like really not only trying to change like their world, but just the world in general, like for the communities and the people around them. So it was, it's really cool to get to know them um, and really like see people's dreams and like what they're passionate about. You can see that like, even though they might be going through a hard time financially, like they're truly happy because of the things that they're doing. So. And really grateful and affecting change. Yeah. I know you gave every player <clears throat> in the league, the, Black Wall Street mm-hmm. board game. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans to do something like that this year? Um, you know, I'm I'm looking and I'm always open to something new uh, like that. Obviously, me even growing up and not really knowing about Black Wall Street and kind of how that uh, ends up. I mean, being playing a big part in this country. Um, so that game was really really cool. But if I find something else, I'll for sure, for sure do that. Well, have- listen, this. Uh- Oh, this speaks volumes it. to yes. who you are as well, we already knew that you're a great teammate that's been widely regarded uh we know that you're a great person and we're just some hearing about it right here that. but what's some, that? some people might question if i'm a good if oh, I'm a come great on. teammate everyone you don't win all the awards you have <laughs> I, without I, being I, a great teammate ask some of them we, all, know, and, might, and we touched on it at the question. beginning of this episode yeah, yeah, we know yeah. you're a great teammate you're a great teammate great person you're trying to make an impact on the people around you and the communities that you live in says a lot about who you are. So thank you. Um, congratulations on all that. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. And we can't wait to see uh, what the rest of the season has yeah. in store. Cool. Try to get you another ring. Episode one, baby. Yeah. It's in the books.